Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. And we're back with our series, Summer on the Mount. And uh, we got some special guests here today. Uh, first of all, I say special guests, but leading out today is a familiar voice, Pastor Van. Darren, hurry up, man. I'm getting <laughs> angry about this. Let's get this show on the road. Gee, I wonder what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we are in Matthew chapter 5. <laughs> and Vance here, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce what we're going to talk about. And we have another special guest. Yes, we are going to talk about anger this morning. We brought in our special guest, Andy Nor. Not because he is extremely angry or is a professional <laughs> angerist or whatever. And uh, you teach up in... Uh, I teach at uh, Cowden Herrick Junior High, and so I have been angry a time or two, so yeah. I feel uh, equipped. Uh, and you fielded some anger, probably? Yeah, yeah, I've done that a time <laughs> or two in just multiple areas. So. In what grade do you teach? Uh, sixth through eighth uh, in some high school classes as well. Wow, that can be a tough, that can be a tough group. But today we're just kind of debriefing, we're talking, we talked on anger, and we want to look at, um, you know, just it, Jesus gets real practical. Um, of course, he starts this out, you've heard it said, you know, by people of old, and then he gets into about five things in a row with this, and uh, anger is is right off the bat, and it's interesting because it's almost like he's messing with, he's going to the Ten Commandments, but he starts with people issues, and I think anger is a key component in people issues because people can tick you off. What? Yeah. yeah, they can they can tick you off. Somebody somebody told me one time somebody was in the ministry for a long time. They said ministry would be an incredible job if it weren't for people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's well, like where you miss, gonna miss the whole point. Where are some of the, ang- you know, Andy, where would you say, where are some of the areas that we get angry at or angry with or some of the areas? Well, I think sometimes people just see a way that they're either used to doing it or a way they like to do it or a way they want to do it. And other people just aren't doing it that way. You know, I feel yeah. like it's pretty self-motivated, at least in my experience, across the board, young to old. Yeah. And I hear the statement, there's the right way. And there's the wrong way, and then there's my way, you know. And, and I hear a lot of people express it like that, which of course and, is synonymous with the right way. Yeah, and uh, and there's so you know there's a lot of opportunities out in the world, you know, to get angry. Um, uh, sometimes where I struggle the most in the world is you know just with idiot drivers, you know. I mean <laughs> they're out there, lot, yeah. you know, and you just uh, it's like what's wrong with you. You know, and it's real bad when you're really upset at someone, you're on their tail and you pass them and you realize, oh, that's a member. <laughs> you go to the church, you say, hey, you just, you know, just watch that middle finger. <laughs> you know, but sometimes there is that anger. And my wife would always challenge me, you know, like, why don't you just pull out a gun and shoot them? Like, oh my no, goodness. I mean, she got right to the point. Pretty violent. You know? Really threw, and, you, uh, threw Went from anger to, viol- to murder. To murder. Which is what Jesus talks about here. Why do you think he makes that comparison? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I tell you what, can we read the text real quick? Oh, yeah. Why don't you read it? Okay. Uh, I'm reading out of the ESV. It's 521 through 26. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. So whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel, and whoever says you fool will be liable in the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser 
while you're going to him to, uh, with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. That's good. That's good. Uh, what's interesting, um, many translations make the statement, and I'm re- I referred to this on Sunday, that whoever's angry with his brother, and they add the phrase, without a cause. Mm. Without a cause, which to me... You know, it's kind of hilarious because we just don't get angry. There's always a cause. I'm angry because you did this or because you did that. And there's always a cause. And then some people talk about righteous anger. And 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 so often we justify our anger. I'm right and you are wrong. I am, you know, we're the righteous person. So I, I think it's uh, I think it's directly aimed at, at anger. It's not a Good response. Well, it's such a relevant conversation, not only in Jesus' day, but now. Think about America right now, culture oh, war, yeah. and everything else. Seems like anger just pours out of people in social yeah. media. It, it just, I don't know. It seems like Christians are hurting ourselves with yeah. the anger comments. <laughs> oh, yeah. More than we actually are making any sort of leeway. In the, I don't know. Anger seems to get us off track of what mm-hmm. Jesus wants us to be mm-hmm. about. Does it seem like anger is like a virtue sometimes? It mm. feels like if you mm. have a cause to be angry about, you can be as angry as you want to be, and, and we see that sometimes. We label well. a lot of anger righteous anger. And yeah. I, I, I start to question myself as to whether or not that even exists. Like, I know yeah. Jesus has the right to be angry, but it seems yeah. like everywhere in the New Testament, it's, you know, including this, there's not much leeway there. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a virtue as to, I mean, it, it, how how cool can I be to slam this person, or how can I make the best poster that cuts the deepest, that stabs, that really makes you look bad? And I, the two words are interesting: the the raka that's used and the fool. And basically, you know, raka means that you are brainless. It deals with the head. You are brainless. You're not smart enough to make any decision. You are you're an airhead. And then the fool is a spiritual thing that you are spiritually bankrupt you are a disgrace you are your heart is dead one one's ahead your head your head's dead or your heart's dead and those are two pretty big slams that we see happen and i I think a lot of anger does deal with words why does i don't know if there's an answer for this fam i was curious from what you've studied is there a difference between because he goes through three things here angry with his brother insults his brother and then says you fool are there mm. differences there wow see i didn't have that in my notes but that's good you're seeing three i just saw two but angry and yeah because he says uh angry with his brother liable to judgment insults his brother liable to counsel fool liable of hell wow so there's three different yeah it's almost like three different aspects of anger maybe yeah. in the way it plays out i don't know See, I didn't even cover any of it. See, see, that's where there's a lot more in this than meets meets the eye. But uh, it, it one thing it does talk about anger is like that rod of your anger begins to fail. And sometimes we have to, it, it's interesting when you deal with anger, there's a tendency that you've got to up it a notch. you got to take that rod and hit a little harder, mm. you know, or more often. And uh, sometimes we're unconscious that our anger is growing out of control and that it's actually murdering people that it's actually killing people because i think there are a lot of kids that you probably run into that have received the word of anger from their parents that have 
either attached to their brain being useless or their heart being useless, that uh, those kids are coming in and they're feeling pretty worthless. They can't get that off of them and they never shake it. And it basically kills their life and their potential. It, it murders something. And I, hmm. I think that's where it's pretty dangerous. How does anger play out with? You can, you know, you probably see a cycle with this with adults too, but, you know, you kind of get that cycle, you know, if you got somebody kind of pouring anger into you and, you know, you're pouring it into a classmate or whatever, or then they're picking on maybe a little brother and now their little brother's out in the yard kicking the dog. I mean, it just seems like there's a, you know, a cycle of, you know, anger sometimes boomerang, boomerangs back and, and comes back on us too. Because like you said, we always want to take it up a notch, take it up a notch. So you're saying a lot of times with anger, it trickles down. Like You, you can see it definitely that way. Yeah, like... Dad gets on the mom, mom gets on the kids, and the kids go out and kick the dog and the cat. You know? Yeah, every situation's a little different. But then but the cat goes that. out and kills a mouse, and it, it works better. You know, just then. <laughs> I think they're supposed to do that. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe. I didn't maybe. Know. Is there well, murder in the animal kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Um, how has anger, have, have y'all personally been, been affected by anger or seen it up closer? I guess we all have. We all have. Oh, sure. I um, think... I think the time, and at least I can just speak for myself, you know, times that I think that it's affected me. Let's put it this way. It was two, two ways. One is when I'm angry and when someone else is angry with me is, is the pettiness mm-hmm. that really gets me. And, and I can get so angry over something so petty. Mm. It's amazing when I go through some big trial, it's almost as if I have peace. Yeah. But I can get angry with, I can't, I keep dropping my, my Claritin on the floor or something I can't pick, you know, wow. I get angry with just the littlest and just like, and I don't know where that's coming from sometimes. Um, other than the fact that, uh, I think, I don't know. I have this, my wife and I were actually just talking about this this week is that I, I think we, I, I don't know if it's natural for, for men or probably women and men, probably all of us at some point to where we really struggle with our own failings, you know, our own mm-hmm. failures, I think the devil is really, really good at pointing that out. He's the accuser, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're so upset with yourself, it's easy to be angry with other people. Yeah. And I know, I, I know. He says, "You shall not murder," but whoever murders is liable to judgment. He's he's taking the Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments, right. and reframing it, reinterpreting it, and going deeper with what real righteousness is and what God God said that you're actually murdering somebody in your heart when you're angry with your brother, but I can't help but think that that's projected most of the time because you're angry with yourself. Well, that's it's, interesting. It's kind of that bullying mentality, right? Like, don't they mm-hmm. you talk about how you know, people that do a lot of bullying have a tendency to be bullied or to see that. Um, you see some people, maybe they, they have those holes that need to be filled. And so they, they run that comparison with somebody else mm. and, and now they're angry with them because they don't measure up to what they expect. I, you know, one thing I've seen mm. is that, even non-Christians all have a sense of fairness. Mm-hmm. And I, I've talked to a lot of people that are not Christians and, you know, we, you know, we bring up that conversation about, man, isn't that frustrating? That doesn't feel right. Uh, you know, I you know, read a little bit in C.S. Lewis. He talks about that too, how we have that innate, like we know, you know, I'm always kind of joking with the kids at school, you know, you know that, that stealing is wrong, uh, but somebody could go out all night and just steal everywhere. And if they came home and found their house just completely looted, they would feel that sense of unfairness. And so we, we hold people to a level that we know is there. I think God puts in our heart, Mm. but we don't hold ourselves to that. Mm. And then one thing, you know, later on in this chapter, it talks about eye for eye, tooth for tooth, but 
anger real quickly, it, it amps that up. It's kind of like, hey, you weren't listening to me and what I just said. So for the next month, I'm not going to listen to you. Or you said a word that hurt me, and then we release 500 words. We come out with that knife and stab as deep as we can. And it's, it's just like, um, I don't know, sometimes in anger you hear people feel like they're being transported out of, you know, you have people that I didn't mean to kill them. I just got so upset and, you know, I was just trying to scare them. And the next thing I knew, I stabbed them once and I stabbed them again, again, again. And there's, it's like, it's somehow we kind of lose control. I, I remember this was 45 years ago. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma and uh, a guy was driving this Corvette. Another guy had a nice little Cadillac and somehow they had a little altercation. I was right behind him, and the guy kind of cut him off, and, and then they were stopped, and the guy began yelling at him, and the other guy began yelling, and they jumped out the car. One's in a suit, and the other's very sharp-looking individual, too, and they began beating each other up right there. And that's when I realized that when you see a fist fight on TV, it's not like a fist fight in person because they were taking chunks out, and it got real bloody, real ugly, real quick. And I'm thinking, you know, what caused them to – lose control so quick because they were both looked like very educated very successful men and you know i'm sure they wouldn't want that video to how what happened to me where did that come from mm. and uh so it's it, it we it's lose control times, yeah 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 um i, I think anger is just so commonplace nowadays it's hard for i don't know it's almost i i almost get the feeling now anger is almost provoked on purpose for the sake of social media Mm-hmm. you know, for the sake of clicks. Yeah. You know, people, you know, to click on it because we, we thrive on it. Yeah. We like, we like revenge. Yeah. We like, you know, and it, Jesus is saying here too, is I, f- I find fascinating is that he gets into worship and spirituality because mm-hmm. anger can ruin your worship. Oh yeah. And you're giving, it's interesting. If you're, I mean, you're there ready to throw the money in the offering place and, and he says, Stop. Don't put any money in the offering plate. Go make this right. You know, it's it's that important. I mean, it prevents that worship, and we need to act on it. And that might be maybe a hinge where we begin to look, are there some cures in here? Does he bring up some possible resolution, or, or does he just say, you thought the Ten Commandments were bad. <laughs> you know, let me give you some more stuff and make you leave feeling really bad, you know? I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, hey, you thought the, you know, laws. I mean, and it can feel like that way, like, now you're coming inside. Now you're coming in my bedroom and showing me, you know, the mess I've made in there, you know, and you're, you're looking at my sock closet, you know, my sock drawer, you know, <laughs> you why? sock closet. Yeah. sock closet. Yeah. You got a lot of socks, man. Yeah. Sock closet. You know? <laughs> and, um, so, so does he, does he begin to, to give some examples or possible cures? You guys can look at verse 25. It says, come to terms quickly. And I, I mean, you guys would know more about the, the, the grammar of that or what that looks like. But I, I, when people get angry with each other and it goes into months and it goes into years, sometimes they can't even remember what they started being angry about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like our lawsuits today. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Looking Take at that for years to settle yeah. something. Oh yeah. That looking at that word, that Greek word for quickly, when you would look at it real deep, it means, um, uh, really fast. <laughs> no, no, we're supposed to, we're supposed to, and, and you know, we have the other scripture, don't let the sun go down in your wrath. I think in Ephesians, Paul really gives incredible commentary on that. And of course he talks, don't let the sun go down in your, 
your wrath. I think the other two, the other verse, if you kept it in that context of anger where it talks about the lawsuit, you know, um, because they'll put you in prison. If you keep it, it will, anger can start imprisoning us and it can imprison mm, the yeah. other person and mm. it can cost, it talks about costing you everything. Um, I, I think of the proverb that says that the angry person inherits the wind. And I always saw that as meaning if you're angry with your kids or your mate long enough, pretty soon someday you'll come home and you'll just hear no noises because everyone's left. It's cost you everything. And so I think there's that warning. But I think quickly is so important. There's such a fine line between anger and bitterness. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I think it's really, it's really easy to be angry with somebody that has turned you bitter. I find it fascinating that he's when he talks about the worship, he's saying that if you've wronged somebody, I, I mean, I've been in relationships where I, there's still some, you know, things that aren't that good in them, but I've tried to reconcile them, but the other person won't. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think that's what he's talking about here. I think he's talking about if you're the one that's wronged somebody, then you can't get right with God mm-hmm. yet. And I, isn't it interesting how intertwined the relation, you know, Jesus is saying that our relationship with God is with other people, mm-hmm. how intertwined that is. Like he says, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. Mm-hmm. And I, I think too, one thing that we see Jesus is transitioning from the law mm, yeah. to love. Yeah. And love will the take deeper take, righteousness. Yeah, here. it'll take an abuse, and uh, and it looks to Jesus that you know if anyone had an opportunity to respond back in anger, it was Jesus. You know, hey, you're hitting me with a rod. You know, you're sticking thorns into my head. You know, you're you're um, mm. saying unbelievable things and accusations about me that aren't true. And Jesus was in the perfect opportunity to have anger and do something about it, but he chose to. To, to forgive them and love them through that. Um, but I liked your point that sometimes we need to examine ourselves because, you know, they got angry at something that, you know, we said. And sometimes we, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to us, many times we make the first blow. And, and some people, that's their defensive mechanism. I'm going to blow back. And then, you know, we get upset at them. But sometimes we've got to see if some of the sources don't come back to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we have to we have to work our way through that because sometimes we say something, someone gets angry, and then we got to figure out how we're going to respond mm. to that because we may say something that we feel is necessary, but then we've ruined what we intentionally wanted to say because of the way we responded to it. And so as Christians especially, we're not, you know, I mean, we should be, but we're still going to get angry about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do we deal with that? It should be different. It should look different. Yeah, and yeah. even if there's... It's almost like he's saying, too, like uh, getting angry, it's a matter of your heart here, you know, as opposed to, you know, murder comes from anger. But you can be on the outside for all intents and purposes. You can be very calm. Nobody would ever know. But it doesn't mean your heart's right. Yeah. So it's how do, and I'm sure you're going to cover this in your message, there's practical ways that we can actually start to let Jesus transform us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I think some people that are angry people just say, well, that's me. You know, I just get upset about stuff. I get upset, and sometimes that people deserve it. I mean, there's it's almost like oh, yeah. they they justify, yeah. justify, but there really is no justification. Yeah, we start making it so righteous. When are we going to be transformed? Yeah. yeah, and it is interesting. Sometimes you'll run into 
uh, families where it's a learned mm-hmm. trait. It, it, it gives us a warning, don't hang around an angry person that you learn your ways. And so often you'll see it in entire families and, and it becomes very normal, you know, and I, I hear stories of kids and, you know, even some of the junior high kids that, you know, whenever my dad comes home, my mom comes home, the yelling begins and it goes all night long. You know, and so some people, you know, sometimes you have one angry person in a relationship, but when you have two, it's it's a hard situation to sit in. And uh, so it can be learned. And so sometimes you need to distance yourself from that. Um, uh, and a lot of times people that are angry, they don't recognize it because it's normal. I know they this is a way of life. Yeah. I know this is kind of racist, but I, I've had couple Italians tell me that. It says, that's just the way we communicate. We're Italians, you know. And I'll probably, you know, if you have a problem with that, contact Darren. He'll he'll sort it out. But sometimes sure. we can be from a family group or people group that, you know, they do talk very pointed and they do talk very and if you're not used to it, man, it can it can hurt. But, you know, how would you I'm gonna put you on the spot, Andy. How would you you got two two kids, two junior highs in your room and they're just angry at each other, you know, maybe where one's already broke the other person's pencil or pushed their desk, and uh, maybe no fists have been thrown, or maybe they have. What do you do? Obviously, you know, we're, we're trying to stay away from the violence, but I tend to kind of just remove them both together and just talk to them, you know, outside of that setting. Because sometimes the things escalate when we see people around us, yeah. and that doesn't even really get better as we're adults. You know, if we see people looking at us and somebody's yeah. confronting us, so try to remove that sort of pressure and try to get to the, the point of the matter. I think that's one thing Jesus does really good is he he doesn't always address the action. He tries to address what's behind the action. You know, what can we, what can we yeah, get to? Yeah, hence the there? Sermon on the Mount right here. I mean, that's what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's really good. Well, maybe personally, have you found something in your lives that helps sometimes when it's about you're about to be angry? Something that, I mean got a short fuse and you know i matter in the next couple of seconds i got to do something or i'm gonna blow up have you had any success in that area anything that's helped was yeah actually and i've been um I've, I've given this advice out to friends too because i think it helps but i just to give a little bit of background you're talking about your parents fighting and stuff like that i grew up with that mm-hmm. you know mm. i got to the point where i would wake up in the middle of the night as a kid thinking i'm gonna stop a fight because i hear it but everybody's asleep because it just became so commonplace mm. that I would wake up thinking I'm hearing it. Wow. <laughs> and a lot of anger had developed in me over a lot of years because of that. But the anger is, it's interesting because it's not like I'm angry at, you know, I try to forgive and not angry at my parents or whatever. It was more like, it, it was just, um, like I said, there's that fine line between bitterness and, mm-hmm. and anger. Anger uh, was coming out of me. And I had some moments, you know, um, later on in life, you know, I'm married and got kids, where I just went through, I don't know, just a time where every little thing set me off. Mm-hmm. And I've, I had to realize something. It wasn't, it wasn't always had to do with whatever was going on at the time. I think most people need to realize that. That's why Jesus said this is a heart issue. Mm-hmm. That's why he goes into deeper righteousness. It's not about murder. You end up murdering because you can't deal with your anger. You, know, you, 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 you're sin- so you're sinning when you're when you're giving in to anger. You're sinning, and I think that's what I had to realize. I had to come to terms with that. That I'm not as a disciple of Jesus. I've got to de- find outlets. 
some way to to deal with this. And <clears throat> what helped me the most <laughs> sounds so stupid, but I bought a heavy bag and I put it in my garage and I got some gloves and I just went off on that thing on a pretty regular basis <laughs> and it helped a ton. I think exercise, I think, you know, but, but the heavy bag helped me a ton. And I, I still give that advice to friends. Go That's buy good. one. That's put good. in your, and I also give advice. I say, um, I try to say, I'll be your friend. So when you feel the worst coming up and you call me right away, you know, text me right away. Cause sometimes, um, I think people who really have a hard time with anger are people who feel like they can't control it. They feel like it's coming out of nowhere. Uh, but the truth is you can, you, you can. Um, and I don't think God gives us something we can't handle, but at the same time you need, sometimes you need somebody else to speak into you and have permission to, you can yell at me all you want. Cause I know you're not angry with me. So do it when it's not going to hurt somebody. Yeah. And get it out. And then you realize after you said it, it's amazing how stupid you think you are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's, so that's good. having those kind of safe outlets. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Well, um, yeah, you know, I listened to a podcast. It's been a couple months ago, and I I'm, I tried to practice this. I'm, I'm a little bit of a talker sometimes. So what I have a tendency to do is um, I start out on the right track, and then we just get off on the wrong track, and then I, I kind of shoot myself in the foot. So uh, it said on the podcast, take a minute, you know, for every year you are alive to kind of cool off. It's like an adult timeout, like a reverse timeout, you know. Um, you know, so like if I have something, I'm like, I wait, you know, kind of like if you have a decision, you wait three days, and if you still like the decision, you do it again. I kind of wait like 30-some minutes, and... And then if it still sounds like a good idea, I'll pursue that again. But it gives me a little bit of time. Because like you said, sometimes when you're angry, you go back and you go, wow, I was, I was really dumb of me. Um, another thing I try to do, and I, you know, I, I talk with some of my friends about that, is if you're having conversations in your head with someone and you're angry with them, like, you, need to, you need to figure that out, right? Because like, I, I know a lot of past people, good. You know, um, very kind people. But you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody, is that something that reveals something that is a problem with you? Or does this really reveal a problem with somebody else that you need to go and try to come alongside them and help them with? And so every situation's a little different. Yeah. Um, but if you find yourself like arguing with people in your head, like you work and, on that. And to That's me, good. you know, when I was That's looking good. at that, that is really a sign that you've got bitterness is when you're starting to have conversations sometimes for hours or so in your head with someone, if they say, I'm going to say, and if they say, I'm going to say, are you rehearsing going over yeah, and you're trying to win? That's bitterness. And it's, there. but you never deal with it. You never yeah, really have yeah, that conversation, yeah. but it's weird. Sometimes. It's weird. That conversation sometimes goes on for days and yeah. days and days. And then someone, that person comes up or someone comes up and just bumps into you and boom, this conversation comes up. That seems like it's never going to end. Like, where did it come from? Is that bitterness is, is all that poison, all that virus that's on the inside of you. It starts coming out. Um, one thing that's helped me is um, like with driving is it's like, um, you know, just to put myself in the other person's shoes. You know, you get upset with that person that's a Sunday afternoon driver, you know, that's just like they're driving 35 miles an hour, looking to the right, looking to the left, and, you know, you get right up on their tail and thinking, you know, what's wrong with you, you know, and then you, you role play and just realize that, I've done that. You know, sometimes you're trying to look at something. That's so cool. I'm just trying to enjoy this drive, and there's some idiot on my tail. And and just that role reversal, the times that we forget to turn on the blinker, they forget to blow on the blinker. And one thing that's helped me a lot, and I think Paul refers to it as he commentates on this. We look at a scripture in Ephesians, and this this message is just uh, to pray for that person. 
you know, you know, maybe that's like, that's like my mom and dad driving, you know, I need to pray for them or maybe they have an issue going on in their life or maybe they need to be somewhere 10 minutes ago. And I just pray for them, pray for their protection and just, just pull back and, uh, begin to bless, you know, Paul talks about being kind. He talks about doing something good in his commentary. And sometimes it's like, I am so upset at what they just said. I'm going to go get them a glass of iced tea. You know, I'm going to come over and I'm going to say some, some kind words or saying mean words and just say, Hey, is your day okay? You know, and just how we respond, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's not a time to, to bring out something that's flammable, you know? And so I, I think those are, you know, and then look at Jesus. I mean, I mean, he's just being beat to a pulp, and and he just loved past. He he would go ahead and offend me, offend me, hurt me, mm-hmm. you know, say abuse to me. Just get it out of your system. I'll take it all. I th- I think we've been taught, Christian or not, that we are never to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that, that we're never to be wronged. Always stand up for yourself. You know, this is about rugged individualism, and I, I can't help but feel like some of those philosophies are not necessarily Jesus. I think they come from us. Like, I, in fact, you read another part of the Sermon on the Mount, didn't he say something on the lines of, if someone asks for your coat, give them your other one too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> take advantage. You know, sometimes you can be taken advantage of, and you need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so the more, we, the more we kind of try to really follow these teachings of Jesus, uh, I'm not so sure anger is going to get to us as often. Yeah. If we actually would do it, you know, like, and start to really take it seriously. And this is a, this is a prime example uh, of, you know, this particular text is one is the first of several, what we call the ethical teachings or mm-hmm. moral teachings. Um, but the truth is, I think what Jesus is trying to say is this is not about religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to tell you, this is not about the law. Mm-hmm. The law makes us conscious of our real sin. Like mm-hmm. Paul says in Romans. Yeah. And I think, I think that love aspect that, that goes beyond. I, I, I love the Lord's Prayer to me is a preemptive prayer. You know, it's like we wake up, we start our day with, you know, you know, that we forgive those people. Yeah, it's so you good. know, before they wrong us. Can't be angry with people yeah. when you're praying for them. Oh yeah. And but but it's like it's inevitable that today offense will come. Something either we're gonna do something to someone else or someone's gonna do something to them. And we need to prepare that when that happens, I'm gonna forgive them. You know, just realize that. And a lot of times it's because they're angry at themselves, you know. And, and I never really thought about it, but there's times I get angry at myself for doing something. And, and I have, you know, I know I look stupid. I'm like, man, you're so dumb. Why did you do that? You know, mm-hmm. get a clue. You're a loser, you know. And it's like I'm talking to myself, and it's just having to do. I made a bad cut on a piece of wood that mm-hmm. had a little price to it. And I'm like, wow, that's why you're failing because you're, you know, and it, you know, it's bad, like, you know, and maybe I shouldn't say that or they might be coming to get me. But, you know, we do that and then and then we're angry at ourselves, and then like, OK, let me go find the dog to kick or the cat to sling or whatever. I think for one thing, me as a teacher, you know, I, I enjoy being around kids. I'm around kids that are a little squirrely sometimes. And I'm always kind of telling the kids, you know, I like being around you guys because I don't expect you to have it all together. And it's kind of clicking for me a little bit as a Christian is it's, it's adults that I always tell it's the adults that are always right. It's the adults that are, you know, they, they never want to apologize. And in reality, as adults, we, we still make mistakes just like kids. We're still unfinished processes. And, uh, you know, we get angry. And if it's a, a judgmental sort of thing, um, it might be that we're not looking at 
each other in that same way, given that same sort of grace. It's really easy for me to do with a young kid that doesn't have it all figured out. It's a lot harder for me to do with somebody when you look at him, you're like, man, put yourself together, but you don't want to do that same thing for yourself. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. No, I think I, I love, uh, I love where you're going with this fan. Looking mm-hmm. forward to sermon. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good. But quickly is a big thing. And, and I, something I've always practiced is uh, don't let the sun go down your wrath. And sometimes it's, it's maybe one or two o'clock at night. I'll kind of wake Lori up and, you know, say, Hey, I was a bonehead. I'm sorry. You know, and just, and not wake up in the next morning, you know, where mm-hmm. you're still, you know, turned off, you know, you know, I heard one guy put it kind of like those wrestling moves in bed when you're angry at someone, you know, like if you turn their back to them, that's two points, you know, and, or if you, you know, and how you can't, you can't touch your toe, you know, all the moves that you, all the positioning that goes on when you're angry at your mate and you'll lay down, you know, and how all the moves that you make and, and the huff, the traditional, you know, and all those things that we go through. And it's, it's, it'd probably be pretty stupid if it was on video, but, um, yeah. but so yeah trying to get uh what comes out of us to match what is in us and you know is the only good the only way that's ever going to happen is if what's in us changes yeah it's true that's true excellent well i'm looking forward to the sermon andy thanks for being on the podcast appreciate it guys we need to have you back man regular basis we'll just take over that'd be awesome (laughs) bring some kids in that'll be even funnier Never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be that'd be a great name for a podcast. You never know what you're gonna get. Andy and the kids. See what happens. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, thank you, Darren. Hey, join us next week. We're gonna we've got a lot of great teachings coming up. We start off with anger, and that's gonna be relevant right away for you because the devil always hits you on Sunday morning. Could be a lot of anger just in the car on the way over. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we're gonna have it lust and adultery. Uh, we're gonna be hitting and people uh, get angry about that too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, retaliation. Yeah, there's, there's so much in here, of course. Get angry just about that. Yeah, believe me. I've got that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Pray for us.